0: Yep. give me a nod you when you're ready. Shooter's like, ready, stand by.
1: This is Matt Goodlock from the 3GIQ podcast. I'm joined here with my co-host Frank Gow. Uh, We have a very special episode. We're going to be covering the Memorial 3-Gun match. So uh, we're going to be speaking to Eric, Eric Torres, the president. We're going to be speaking to Pat Ritzel. What's your position, Pat?
2: Uh, Honorary Committee Firearm Specialist.
1: OK, we're going to be speaking to Austin Trockenbott, who's their operations uh, officer, and then we're going to be speaking to Alex Goking uh, because we also wanted to capture the competitor, uh, the competitor mindset going into a match like this. Um, so uh, when we first, I guess we'll first lead this off with, can everybody go around the table and kind of introduce who they are, the role that they play and and their background? with 3GUN and Memorial 3GUN and just kind of give us uh, give us your background. Eric, if you could lead this off. Absolutely.
3: Hey everyone, I'm Eric, uh, the President of the Memorial 3GUN Foundation. Um, founded this in 2017-18 with uh, our Vice President, Bryce Lamlin. Um, me personally, I've been shooting 3GUN for about probably seven years now, on and off with work uh, as much as I can i um, been doing it ever since. I'm loving, love the sport, and turned the sport into a, obviously a passion of mine. And then with mixing that into my, helping gold star families, it's just it's a win win, and it's a very passionate
1: um, drive that I love to do. Eric, if you could real quick, uh, and if you're able, can you tell everybody what it is that you do uh, for a living? Yeah, uh,
3: currently, I'm in the military, uh, working with the special operations community.
4: Okay,
2: Pat. Hey everybody, I'm Pat Ritzel. I'm the uh, Memorial Three-Gun Honoree Committee Firearms Specialist. So basically I'm responsible for everything uh, firearms related for the honoree committee so that uh, the Gold Star family members, the families of the loved ones we honor on our stages every year. A little bit about my background. I'm retired from the military, did 14 years in special operations as a medic. And I've been in Three-Gun for about three years. I participated in 19 as a competitor volunteered in 20, and then came on the board um, for 21, 22, and currently, so, yep. Austin?
4: Yeah, my name's Austin. I'm the director of operations for the foundation, so I do a little bit of revenue generation, and then I'm the liaison between the foundation and uh, Zoo City, Griffin Group, Raven Advisory, um, everyone who helps put the match on for us. Alex. I've been in three-gun oh. for a couple of years at North Carolina, and uh, my first year on the uh, foundation.
1: No, I appreciate you coming on, Austin. Alex? Alex Goking, uh, staff and COSC of the
0: Marine Corps Shooting Team's uh, three-gun team. In other words, I do the admin work while competing. Uh, it's pretty rough. Matt, you know how that goes. <laughs> uh, I've been doing three-gun for about a year and a few months now and uh was a competitor for the memorial three gun match
5: very cool and uh thank you guys for taking the time to hop on this podcast and be interviewed my first question and eric you already hit on this a little bit you founded memorial three gun in 2017 what what was this mission statement has that changed throughout the years that it's been active
3: uh, so our current mission statement is pretty much, it's a, we obviously have a whole paragraph, but it's all in that first sentence. Our mission is to remember, honor, and memorialize fallen special operations through, uh, through the world of competitive shooting. That pretty much sums up um, our entire mission paragraph in that one sentence. Um, we've stayed true to that since the day we began. Um, before we began, though, it was me and Bryce just putting on local comps for um, guys at work. Uh, I'm sure you can kind of relate to this, Matt, you guys, um, we were instructors at the time, myself was, Bryce was a student, and you don't keep up on your skills, right? So, and we saw that, so um, in order to get the other fellow instructors, at least somewhat keeping up on their skills, we put on competitive um, shooting events, three-gun events, and it just grew from there. Um, Mike Duskin, I know we, we've said this before, he was definitely a drive of ours, uh, to begin this. When I was an instructor, I lost three buddies, um, two buddies actually, in Jordan, along with uh, uh, Jimmy Moriarty um, in Jordan. so There's Kevin McEnroe and Matt Llewellyn. Both, all three have been honorees of ours, and they passed away while I was an instructor. At the same time, I was uh, attending the Mike Duskin match, and being out of the fight, you know, it sucks. You're not with your brothers downrange. Um, you're just sitting behind a podium feeling helpless, and um, depending, seeing what the Dusk and Foundation would do with Mike, it kind of sparked that for me and kind of wanted it was, it was, was kind of realization if I still can help my brothers um, in another way for the time being. And that's kind of what formed Memorial 3-Gun.
1: You know, I, I kind of want to ask this. Um, did you ever expect Memorial to grow as large as it did? You know, it's funny, people have been asking that, especially,
3: especially after the match, man. And no, like, I never my wildest dreams thought we would be able to be where we're at now specifically, but be as big as we're at. I never thought that. I thought in 10 years we'd be maybe raising 100000 Like, maybe. And that was a 10-year cold line. mine. And we crushed that in three years. So that alone just kind of shows where my mindset was as far as the foundation and how big I thought it could be. Like, I, I never predicted or even foresaw, like, forecasted this uh, to where I had to, our missions never changed, but our goals have changed. Obviously, every charity foundation, you, have, you set, you know, three-year, five-year, ten-year goals, um, but, and those have had to adjust drastically due to the growth, the rapid growth that we've had. Um, before, like I said, it was just raise $100,000 in ten years, get, you know, United, United States Army Special Operations Command, USASOC, involved in ten years. Um, and now after five years, we're starting to see that um, come intuition a little bit. Um, the Deputy Commander of 1st Special Forces Command came out. Um, General Baudet, you know, retired, came out and spoke at the event. So those were kind of, it's starting to come into fruition. And oh yeah, and then we're also in the Army. I don't know if you saw it, the army.mil, the Army internet or their yep. webpage. Yep. And we were, we were featured in that. So yeah, never thought this would happen. Um, I thought I was just going to be, you know, a couple guys. And, and then all of a sudden we realized, oh, we need help. And luckily we've had some outstanding board members, Austin, Pat, I, for example, on here with you today um, to help get us to these positions. There's no way we could do it without these people because there's so much that goes into this. Um, and I know some of the guys have seen it now behind the curtains and it's a lot.
1: So, so um, this is going to kind of go to you, Eric, and Pat, if you have anything to add to since you have um, the background uh, with losing friends, families, uh, stuff like that, but um, and I can relate to this question as well um, because I have my own, you know, thought process behind it, but where do you guys see that the service falls short in their support to Gold Star families and how does the foundation cover these shortfalls?
3: Right off the bat, Matt, like, so I've noticed personally being involved in all the, you know, the memorializing of these soldiers, you know, um, the military side of it, just seeing how they honor these guys. It's very military, which nothing wrong with that. Like there's nothing and, and the family attends and they don't get to really speak how they feel or how these people, these soldiers, these men, women, like, again, I say it, husband, fathers, how they were. And mm-hmm. I think that's definitely not a shortcoming that the military does, but I, there's a whole nother side that the civilian side doesn't see. When somebody, a soldier dies, they see their military picture. They see a, a soldier defending their rights. and But no, there's so much more than that. Like, there are people, too. They have, mm-hmm. they love fishing. They have daughters, so, you know what I mean? And that's what I want the competitors to see. I don't, I want them to see the military, yes, but I want them to see them as human beings. Um, so that's, I don't want to say a shortfall, but the shortfall that there is, and I've seen it um, firsthand with, uh, I'm not going to, you know, say too much detail on it, but people you that know, don't away in um, combat related incidences like you know true military definition of gold star family somebody that's been killed in action Mm -hmm. our definition is different so anybody that has not been killed in action they're treated a little differently Uh, you know they don't get the same benefits as somebody that was killed in action i'm talking about the family now um so that's where we try coming in to try helping that burden a little bit you know financially um, creating memories that they possibly couldn't create themselves um, by, for example, Disney World, sending the family to Disney World. We're looking at other options, maybe like um, Jamaica or something that, just something
1: special. Like, pardon me? Something special.
3: Yeah, exactly. And, and those are where, again, I don't want to say shortfall because the military does a great job as far as taking care of what they can, these families, but it's just going above and beyond for these families. that They're well-deserved.
1: Um, well, you know, one of the things that I notice is like, in the military, when you lose somebody, when you lose a like for me and you, when we lose a friend that was killed in action or, you know, that wasn't killed in action, somebody dies that you you're aware of. You know, it's the people that carry on the name. The military forgets about them. And, and I'll, I'll kind of bring a quick short story into it. You know, I had a really good friend, Larry Philippon. He was killed in 2005. Um, when we got back from Iraq, they had a big memorial service. And not to get into too specific de- details, but the company commander was the, the one who actually our company commander was the one who actually bought the plane ticket for the family to come out to that memorial service. You know, it wasn't the commander or anything like that. And, I, and like I said, I'm not getting into specifics, but they they didn't get to speak at it. They just saw the memorial that we did for Larry and then it was kind of like off to your own wins. now, because we were friends with the family at that point, like we took them out to dinner and it was like everybody from the platoon. And, you know, it's been up to us, you know, to keep the memory alive. And I talked to, to Larry's parents all the time and, you know, they, they, they called me and messaged me whenever I retired, they, you know, Whenever it's it, whenever it's the anniversary, whenever he passed away, you know, we're, we're sending each other messages. We're keeping his memory alive. And the military doesn't do that. You know, I hate to say it, but we are a very large organization. And it was like, you know, it's always going to churn, and it's never going to remember everybody who gave back before b- before. You know, you have your heroes, your legacy guys, you know, your John Basselones who, who paid the ultimate sacrifice and nothing against them. Like they did great things, but, you know, the regular guy, you know, the guy who was killed in action, who, who nobody remembers, who doesn't have the accolades, they don't, their memory isn't kept around. And, 100%, man. and I think this is a, an amazing way to keep that person's memory alive.
2: I got a strong context. caveat for that, hmm. Sorry, I thought, No go yeah, with uh with what Eric said. Like when you look at our website, if you've attended the matches, um, like our every stage has the banner for that dedicated honoree for that year, and we do a really good job. And we're getting better and better and improving and making leaps and bounds every year. Uh, we'll usually have either you know on honoree side dealing with these families. We ask. Hey, if you want to send a cool guy photo, anything besides that typical in your dress uniform in front of a flag picture, like, and then on these uh, posters, these bios we have, it's something from the family more than just, you know, name, rank, service number, and their, you know, their dates of life. It's um, anybody that's been out there when I bring the honorees to that set stage as the Ghost Squad, the ROs, um, the competitors, they get to interact with our match and truly find out who it is. And just like uh, Eric says, you know, our definition, you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes on when, when guys get back home, like it's, it's a rough life. And then also at our match, uh, usually at headquarters, we have that uh, honor wall so other people can bring um, photos and stuff of heroes they know that just, you know, might not have been submitted in time for that year and they can put their picture up there. So we try to get uh, as many, as much involvement and in the true backstory of who these men were.
5: Wonderfully said, um, Alex. Next questions for you. Was this your first time shooting Memorial Three Gun?
0: No, it was not. This is my uh, this is my second time uh, doing it. Um, I did the one last year when I first got on the team, and um, yeah, like um, the the match was yeah. Second time, loved it. Freaking would do it again.
5: Okay, yeah, we'll get some of the match specifics. But uh, did you interact with any of the families that were there? And then what was your impression of what the foundation is doing to support those families?
0: Like, um, I think I was uh, able to interact with one family. I believe it was Staff Sergeant Borders family on uh, stage two. Um, well, we, there was some, uh, attrition to our squad. Uh, so I was going back and forth, but I did take, I took some time to like, uh, uh, shake hands with the family and, um, I uh, said, hi, kind of introduced myself, you know, just, uh, Make sure they know that freaking yeah we're shooting but like we're not the we're not the stars here we're not the star of the show and um your other and your other question was um freaking uh, what was your other question
5: just uh what's your impression of like the support tendered to those families
0: so this is like straight up like um no 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 lie like i i've i i still haven't seen anything like it before like at the end especially during the uh, memorial ceremony like um I've, I've never seen, I've never seen anything. I don't think I've, I mean, I'm pretty sure there are, there are events out there, but I mean, this is a three gun match. So this is the event that I'm most likely to go to, but I still remember last year's where like um, listening to the, uh, like g- the, the families get a good amount of time to talk during the memorial ceremony at the end. And they like share their lives. And it's like time is suspended for that moment. And you're just listening to them kind of like recount the life of the, their service member. And it's, it's pretty wild. Like I said, like, I mean, it's, it's beyond anything I've ever seen before. So they, they do one hell of a job to like um, really, you know, be, be there for, for these uh, gold star families. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a little wild. I remember my first match last year, I was like, Whoa, what is going on right now? This is intense. Like in the best way possible.
1: You know, I'll kind of add into it because I, I, I did shoot last year's and like, So I met last year, I think I met about three or four of the families and the family that really stuck out to me the most was the Keegan Baker's family. Um, And they, so I, I, I draw a lot of comparisons um, from my life and what I've seen with families and, and to like their family as well. So like I, I mentioned Larry, Larry Philippon, my friend who passed away. You know, even though his son, even though their son passed away, they became one of the strongest families I have ever met in my life. Um, they they did much. They did a Larry Philipon uh, Memorial Fund for him and had a scholarship and, and would award money every single year. Um, and you know, you have the Keegor Keegan Bacon Memorial Fund. You know, so just drawing those similarities and. and From my limited interaction with them and just kind of watching over time, because like I I follow them on Instagram and Facebook and all that, and they are doing very much the same. They are from my perspective, from the outside looking in, they like these families, they, they went through tragedy and they became stronger through that tragedy and have banded together and do good things in this world. And it's, it's just this very emotional experience, um, to go through. Um, it, it, it's pretty amazing and pretty wild, even through the tragedy, you know, good comes out of it. Um, I guess I'll lead this off with, uh, and this is for you, Eric. Um, you know, you guys have the ambassador program. What is the goal of that program and how many ambassadors are currently serving and what is, what are they expected to do on behalf of the foundation? And are you looking at bringing in more, um, more ambassadors? And I know that's like multiple questions all wrapped yeah, in no, one. No. Um,
3: that's a good question, dude. Cause we've been getting asked that, uh, quite a bit after every event we were getting asked that um, because people were more interested into what they are doing to help the foundation. Um, So when we first started this, we we were trying to decide on what we wanted it to be. Um, We we started bringing on like your top shooters, right? Like um, your very, very good shooters we had as ambassadors, which obviously those bring attention. And then we thought we sat down and kind of reevaluated that because yes, that brings attention, but we're looking for the passion behind what we're doing. Like these good shooters, they 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 were good, but some of them just didn't have the passion of what we were trying to do. So we reevaluated and sat down um, of what we want this to be. So in short, what the ambassador program is are shoot- shooters. So three gun, USPSA, PRS. It doesn't matter what format they shoot. If you want, if you are involved in competitive shooting, you can be an ambassador. What they do is they they go out and shoot a match like they normally do but they, they wear our logo. And what I mean by that is, you know, there's jerseys out there. We have our own Jersey made for ambassadors if they want to wear it. Um, if they don't and some have their own jersey, they have their own jersey that they have, they can put our logo on there. Um, and that just, and that's not for everybody. Not everybody can do that. Um, and what that does, it's, it's a talking piece pretty much. Um, some competitors see that they may ask what, what is Memorial three Gun? Oh, I've seen that. Well, can you tell me about it a little more? Um and they're just represent representing the foundation in the community to help spread the awareness of what we're trying to do. So our goal at every match is to see some type of see our logo somewhere, no matter if it's USPSA, PRS, every single match. Because yes, we want it to be as popular as we can be, but again, it's driving that attention, which drives the people to our match, which shows the support for the families. Um, so that's the bigger picture. Um, and what you do if you wanted to become ambassador, you could go on our website and we have a, a I guess an application you can fill out, and it goes to our director of uh, excuse me, director of public relations, uh, Chad out and he reviews it. He sends it to me and Bryce also, and we see if you're a good fit for what we're trying to do. For the most part, if you're a good person, if you're a, if you're consistently shooting and you have a good social media presence, you can be an ambassador. Um, and we just ask these ambassadors to tag us on all their posts when it comes to competitive shooting. You know, add us in it. Uh, wear some type of logo when you're shooting a match and that's pretty much it and be supportive of what we're doing Um, and we currently I want to say we have around 30 ambassadors currently all across the United States from North Carolina all the way to Texas we're trying to get our reach out to the more west to California if we can Uh, but up in Minnesota obviously Wisconsin all the way down to Florida so we're trying we're spreading throughout the United States and again doesn't matter if you're a new shooter doesn't matter if you're a professional shooter just we're looking for people that are passionate as we are in what we're trying to do for these families and the sport in general. And you're a good person because we do ask for your Instagram and your Facebook handle, so we kind of check out your page, make sure that it reflects our values and morals of what we're about. So,
2: and we go on international too. We we do have a Canadian. That is
3: right.
5: <laughs> yeah, very cool. Thanks for uh, thanks for uh, filling us in on that. So this is a question, and we'll we'll hit everyone on this one. But this was the fifth annual Memorial 3 gun. What were some of your guys' emotions going into it? Eric, we'll start with you.
3: Some emotions. Um, so this was definitely one of my busier years that I've had for an event. So I really didn't get time to reflect on it. But showing up, I showed up the night the day prior to registration open, and it was just showing up, it kind of rejuvenates you me personally. And what I mean by that is like being away from where the attention is as far as North Carolina and being the president, you deal with a lot of negativity, you know, like putting out fires, but being there and seeing the support, it just rejuvenates you. And I I was so pumped, man. Like I I was so pumped to do this once again, be honored to do it again. And then just seeing the tents going up, the signs the professionalism that we, we tried to bring to this match. I I was just pumped. And then for our, um, on Thursday, the families fly in, and that's we have a formal welcome brief uh, per se for them. So our whole board gets up there, and all the families are in the room. And this is our first time we talk to the families as a as a, a foundation. And right there, that's when it hits home. Like I'm I'm humbled to be around them. I'm honored to do this for them. And I just and it just it brings me back to it brings me back to why we do this every single time when when I'm there seeing those families and it's just. I was excited, nervous all in one, if that's possible. You know, I'm sure we felt that many times. Uh, just nervous to make sure that we're doing the family's justice, doing the honorees justice. And then at the same time, talking, we don't talk about the match as much now, because again, we try to make it about the families, but I was I was nervous that we were putting on a good match for the shooters. I was nervous that you know it was what they were what what they were served by giving up their time, paying the money. We all know how much it is to travel. Um, and pay these major match fees, uh, which I was just nervous, man, because at the end of every match, there's always some, some, you know, there's some negativity, but you want you, you just hope to do everybody justice that they want to return and honor these families, and they have a great time while doing it. So I'll uh, pass yeah. to Austin if that's okay.
5: Yeah, I just want to interject real quick. Uh, we, uh, we interviewed Donna Eberly for the uh, Duskin 3-Gun um, match, and uh, she's, she sits out along the similar lines. Uh, she said, um, you know, there's a lot of stress leading up to the event but on the day of she wishes, like every day could be dusk and day, because it's just you know you're seeing everything come together it's for it's um, some some really good values good people coming together. So yeah really sounds like a, sounds like it was a good event but all awesome over to you. Yeah
4: getting out there, the the week prior and, and kind of helping Jason out there for months prior putting the match on the ground but you, you have the whole build-up of, of getting good stages out and, and getting good targets out for shooters and it's really just getting to Sunday and, and meeting the families for for the fifth annual this year it, it hit me at actually the Duskin Stevens holds a, a beef and beer fundraiser right down the road from my house and uh Stephen Cribben's father was there and so we had our tent set up, and then he came up and introduced himself. You know, said Mr. Cribbin. You know, my son is is one of the honorees this year, and and so it it kind of hit me early on on the the weight of this year's match. So it was really cool to see it all come together. But it it really uh, for the fifth annual is huge to have a great day on Sunday.
5: For sure, Pat. We'll go with you next. Uh, for me personally,
2: it's kind of like uh, showing up to the match. It's like getting ready to play the Super Bowl. Honestly. Uh, uh, it's the culmination, especially with the honoree committee's working directly with these families. We do so much backside work, uh, getting to know the families, getting them prepped as well as uh, getting the information pushed out to the rest of the foundation so we can push it out to the public. But for me, it's just uh, the culmination, like uh, my other two, uh, my director, TJ Thomas, and then Annette on uh, the honoree committee, they do a lot of the backside with the families. And then at the match, it's, it's go time for me dealing with the firearms and, um, RO and safety in the families. And we all know not everybody has shooting experience. Not everybody has the same views on firearms. And uh, for me, honestly, it's nerve wracking. It's, it's, nerve-wracking. it's uh, mentally, physically exhausting, emotionally exhausting. But for me, honestly, um, and I know it goes on to a further question down the line, but to these families, uh, when they shoot their stages, it's an emotional roller coaster, but the thing is, when they all get finished, like I would say, ninety-nine point nine percent of my families, just the look of pure joy on their face and all the apprehensions they had prior to the match to whenever they're done shooting their loved one stage or side stages, uh, that's what does it for me. Like you know, we're all volunteer. Um, it's it's tiring, but at the end of the day, it, that's all the thanks, payment, anything I could ever ask for. So I mean, it's crazy emotionally like i said all three mentally emotionally physically and uh but it's worth it that's why i do it every year and then i'd say everybody on the foundation uh board wise has a full-time job i'm probably the only slacker but um that's like my go time you know on average four four days straight every year
5: yeah for sure and uh we do do want to bring the question up about the families but um i wanted to get alex's opinion first Uh, from a competitor standpoint were some of the emotions going into the event and then uh, just give us a quick rundown of how the stages were executed and how that was as a competitor
0: so coming in like i know it's uh in the three gun world it's uh, hard to really determine but for a lot of us i think um we treat memorial as kind of like the nationals um of like uh three gun from the matches that we can go to and we can get out to um, the level of participation, just the quality of the match is like at a level where you know you're coming into something good, like, you know, it's going to be a solid product. Um, uh, without like getting too deep into the weeds, because I think, um, uh, a lot of people here know me as uh, I can get pretty nerdy when it comes to stage design, but like, I'm not gonna freaking um, burden Eric and Austin uh, with all that stuff, but. It's I I like stages that make you think. I like stages that like you you're 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 maxing out your five minute walkthrough so you can like because you always find something better. Um, But most importantly, like when people say options, right? Options are it's you're giving the shooter a lot of freedom to figure out what how they want to attack a stage based off of their strengths and weaknesses. And like the only thing that requires to be able to give the shooter that freedom is extra work from the guy who designs the stages which honestly like is, is is the best thing you can do for the competitors it's like let me create a stage understand what can or can't happen base the stage off of that and give the shooter the freedom to figure out how he wants to do it and i love i know i i always love it when you when you look at his stage and people do it like differently like uh people have like all these crazy stage plans and it, it, it almost comes full circle when you're like i'm gonna do the simplest stage plan that i have in my head right now and that usually turns out to be the fastest and um it's fun because it's a nice little like a mental exercise and it's also a good way to like figure out like who you are and in the end like um uh in an evaluation standpoint it's like it's a good way to figure out what kind of shooter you are when your mind is bogged down by like okay cool freaking i'm gonna do all this and stuff i gotta pay attention to that so the the true shooter in you like, comes out, like, okay, cool, you screwed up your stage plan, and then you end up shooting real crappy. Well, that is who you are. I am sorry, but that is you as a shooter, and it's always wonderful. I'm not saying that I wasn't guilty of that. There were several times and I was like, oh, yes, there is wind as my hair is blowing tremendously hard while I am freaking going to war with, like, a 300-yard piece of steel. So stages were fantastic. I loved them. Uh, definitely um, expected it out of this match and was not disappointed. Eh fantastic product
5: yeah i want to get over to austin since he uh, helped make some of the stages but did you have a favorite stage that stood out alex
0: uh ooh, so you, you always have to draw a line between your favorite stage and the stage you did the best on uh
5: you can talk about sometimes both. go for it i'll talk
0: about both okay um there was a st- uh, I, I would ha- I'll, I'll narrow it down to one stage it was that one stage where uh there was like um a little like symmetrical rooftop in the middle of the stage and there was a bunch of distance steel and there was like some targets off to the right and there was a star on the left. It was a pretty complex stage. And that's where I thought of like, all right, I see. I've, I've I figured out everything that you could do on the stage. I'm going to pick the simplest way to attack this. Shoot this with pistol, dump pistol, grab shotgun, run backwards, reload, shoot shotgun, dump shotgun, grab rifle and clean everything out. Um, like even like, like I saw dudes who were like, man, they're trying to find the best position on the rooftop to shoot everything from. And I'm not that experienced, but I, I, I understand enough to where multiple deliberate positions is better than trying to figure out all, uh, like how to really get stable from one position and shoot everything. I was like, hit this, hit that freaking sidestep to the left, drop and do a reverse, kneel, hit targets, stand up again, shoot. And, um, I was pretty pleased with my time. Um, did I have makeups? Yes, but a lot less than the other stages. So that's, that was my favorite. I forgot what number that was, but it was the one, Uh, I think it was, it was, um, was that seven? I think it was, yeah, seven. Oh, yeah, seven. Um, yeah, I I like that. So well, one of the rare occasions where my favorite stage was also the one I did somewhat okay.
5: Nice. Uh, Austin, you helped create some of the stages. Anything else to add?
4: Uh, my favorite thing is listening to shooters talk about their favorite stage when you've got you're with all 10 and then hear guys break down what what their favorite was i think the preacher stage is always cool i think just shooting that little stick and seeing the door swing open is it's just a cool thing for shooters um so i think that was my favorite to watch but and it's just fun to hear guys break down their favorites
5: awesome um pat you already talked about this a little bit but Past couple of years, you've been the one escorting the families around. And you've already touched on some of those emotions and some of the interactions. Um, but can you just give us a little more about the experience that you've had escorting families around during the match?
2: Yeah. So uh besides escorting, uh, the real, the real nuts and bolts of what I do is I'm response So we have a ghost squad set up. So like on our schedule, it's highlighted yellow. It's a ghost uh, ghost squad. Um, so we have. So, ma'am, you guys shooting first because they shoot fast and furious and then they get out of the way and they help me and some of my volunteers. I escort uh, the Gold Star family, uh, that's that. Uh, their dedicated stage. It's my responsibility to get them kitted up, to give instruction, safety, all that jazz for that specific stage. As soon as they're done, put up the tailgate in my truck uh, and run to the next stage. And then I meet the escort with that family Um, you always go up, uh, tell the ROs like, Hey, so-and-so's family's here. And then, um, you know, they do the, the bio and then we, uh, give the families a chance to give us any, uh, insider information or, you know, what they'd like us to know. And then, uh, they get their walk through, um, the crazy thing, like I said, uh, especially, you know, my former job as a medic, uh, bittersweet retiring because I can't do my job, but now that I'm outside, uh, one of the biggest things is just like Eric said, us having a shooting for pa- uh, passion for shooting. If I'm not the one pulling the trigger, I love coaching, mentoring, instructing, helping people become better shooters, or at least pointing them in a, a better direction if I'm not it. But uh, emotionally, like I said, it's shooters of all skill levels uh, with these families. And watching them shoot, like I've had families where, like, uh, last year I had a mother of one of our honorees. She's like, I just, I just want to shoot your rifle. I don't care if I hit a target. And I was like, no, I'm going to walk you in on three targets. And she hit a 400 yard target with a rifle. You know, I've seen some competitors get crushed by that. And uh, she did it. And she was just like, I'm a little tired now. I'm like, hey, you're not, you're not held by anything crazy. If you're done, put it on safe and let it hang and I'll come safe and clear it. And just, the fact that I could be a part of providing that joy on behalf of the foundation, me, it's personally fulfilling. And, uh, everybody thinks, uh, everybody here has probably been to Memorial. Everybody's like, Oh, it's a somber event, you know, all the negative emotions these families. It's like, everybody's in different stages of grief, but when they come to the event, there's a little bit of sadness, like very little, but there's so much happiness and joy. And, uh, you know, people outside the shooting community don't realize how therapeutic sometimes shooting can be. And that's been a common feedback from all of our families. They're like, we didn't know what shooting was. We didn't know what three gun was specifically. We did it. We watched some of the pros do it. We didn't know some people were even pros and just everybody is here for their loved ones. And this is why we do what we do for the match. And this is where it's going. And then you get to see that, like how many foundations you see, what well, your actual donation or whatever have you, where it actually goes, you know, we get to see that firsthand, and it's it's just a crazy rollercoaster of emotions. And um, my biggest thing is just seeing the joy and happiness, and these families know that everybody at this match is here for them.
5: Sounds great. Thank you for that. No problem.
2: Hey,
1: Alex. So I want to get your your competitor competitor's perspective um and what makes this match special what is the importance of service team representation from all branches and do you feel that the balance between tribute and competition was done well
0: well um that's a fantastic question so service teams like to put it simply like um uh, you know if, if if you're if you're on an action team like uh, on, part of like a service, like a service. This is, this is your guys. Like, these are your guys. These are your dudes. These are your gals. This is where, you know, like everything kind of like comes together and like, it's, it's a place where we need to be, I believe we need to be present. Like we're, we're, we're here, like not just represent, but like we are, our, our, our participation is, is a symbol in itself. Cause like, um, and I saw all the teams out there had saw the representatives from the Navy, team freaking air force uh the the ngmtc the guard guys were there amu obviously uh we took a little family photo afterwards i forced it i felt like a mom but you know someone's got to do it um but it's i mean that like well i mean if if you um if you kind of peel the you know the skin on the onion a little bit like all the service teams at the very you know in the end like directly or indirectly serves the per the, the dude on the ground shooting and getting shot at. Right. The AMU recruits in order to have those guys to, you know, to have those guys to support and, or be those guys like uh, the, the, the Navy uh, and the air force guys are, uh, you know, same thing as like, I'm assuming it's like a recruiting tool at the same time. Like they are moving to a point where they can start training people and the guard guys, obviously they're from the N- 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 NGMTC. That is their job. And on the Marine Corps shooting team, like, at the very in the very end our our purpose is to serve we are a support structure for the dude on the ground uh the dude or the gal on the ground shooting and getting shot at and you know like you you go all the way to the other end and like events like memorial three again this is something we need to support you know because like our support doesn't end with a service uh, shouldn't have to end with a service member. We got the, we, you know, like the, the people who carry on that legacy, the memories and all that stuff, like, uh, we got to be there to support as well. And on the question of uh, was there like a, um, a balance uh, is there like, should there be a balance between tribute and competition? Well, one, yes, that tribute that that balance was there. It was a solid match like in a vacuum if it was just a match it would be fantastic the fact that there it is a memorial it is actually a memorial event with a really good match tied into it makes it like a million times better and there has to be that balance because if you're going to memorialize individuals and you know uh, like um, uh, like a uh, put on a good show and put put on a good show of support for the gold star families you can't present a a half ass product like you can't just like okay cool freaking we're at a you know like not saying this is a thing but for the sake of argument okay cool we're gonna you know we have a bunch of gold star families we will shoot a bunch of targets from a box dump a gun shoot a bunch of targets from the same box it's like no this is a full-on event this is something where we get to showcase ability this is where we get people to want to come because winning here means something and it's good for the families to see it and i saw on one of the stages like um uh, multiple stages you see the families watching the competitor just completely wowed like whoa freaking that is so cool and you know you have the ro's telling them like okay this is what this target is for this is what this target does and they're just like wow that is amazing and this kind of bleeds in and i'm going to end on this like it kind of bleeds into another question about like the families being there like i saw it um just a snapshot in my head of like one of the families like at the stage i was at looking at the uh billboard um uh that has like a, you know their service member on it uh but, you know a bird's eye view they're at a match to to like um you know where, where they're being supported uh for for uh, sa- uh you know the sacrifices made by the service member but if you uh, i i looked at one of the service members like eyes for a split second looked at it and, and them standing right there in front of the billboard was an important i guess I don't know if cornerstone's the right word, but them standing there in front of the billboard, seeing that was an important event in their life. And just that small act, like not even including the actual memorial, like them being there, standing there, seeing a pic of their kid and a bunch of people freaking shooting a stage dedicated to him or her. Like that's, it was a significant event and it's an important one to happen as well. Well, it's a little redundant, but you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, these are the things that i saw at the match so and i think that's just that's that's freaking solid
5: nice yeah sounds like it was awesome event um so zoo city armory griffin group and also grego's precision have been mainstays of the this community and also this event so uh eric i'll push this one over to you can you just speak to the level of support that you've gotten from uh from those organizations
3: yeah, um absolutely. Uh so Gregos, the, Gregos precision, they give us huge support from the beginning. They're actually the main supporters behind this to, to drive it forward. Um and they they give this year they've given 50 military shooters free slots. So hence, and hence they when that shooter shows up, they get their entry fee reimbursed. They're huge supporters of the prize table. They donate money to the Gold Star families. They paid staff and ROs this year. Uh, The Little Bird stage is courtesy of them. They pay for the Little Bird. Uh, They have their side stage, which they have a prize for that. They have um, a prize for the the Little Bird stage itself. Um, And, uh, yeah, that's a giant thing of what they do for this match, which, you know, I can't thank you. is not enough for those guys. Um, Griffin Group, um, they were the ones that kind of got us to where we were as far as like professionalism of the venue, um, they opened our they opened their doors um, freely to us when when in need and was zero cost. Um, as you know, we progress. You know we're we're, we're somewhat a of burden on them, so we pay our, our fair share of what we need to for the venue, but continue to. Give us any support we need. Um, you got everybody sees it. Like how professional is that venue? How many people have an airplane at seven twenty-seven at the range and open it up to the public to shoot out of for an event? Um, same thing for the tower. Same thing for the driving stage. Same thing for the little bird Like what range allows you to shoot from a helicopter on their range? And then specifically the professionalism professionalism of their headquarters building which allows us to do the memorial ceremony and the word ceremony with that professional feel not on the range or you know um, it just gives that dynamic uh, of yeah this is a world-class event and it's because of Griffin Group and then Zoo City these are my three again the I call these my three pillars for the foundation because without them we would not be where we were. But before Zoo City, we were on the ground, hard sweat, tears, put these stages on the ground last minute um, with no support, with volunteers. Eric Eckhart was his, his brainchild that he has in his head with the stages were awesome. But again, it was us on the ground having to do that and having to worry about the memorial and these families. So it was, it, was, it wasn't it was sustainable. So Zoo City, you know, thank goodness to these guys, they, they come in and charge us nothing to these stages in the ground, and if anybody's been out to Carolina Guns and Gear, Jason Barley out there, he is the brainchild. So Alex cooking when he was just talking about the stages, that's all the options. That's Jason. That's what he does at his local matches, and I'm, and I'm assuming at his major matches at the Fall Brawl coming up, and then at the spring, um, the Spring Bash that they put on. That being said, like it's him and his crew putting the stages in the ground. That is a whole other aspect that we do not have to worry about. Um, we we have, we can focus on the families. We can focus on all the professional levels of the event to give you guys this world-class appearance and um, venue. With that, that's where Austin comes into play because obviously we want our vision for the match to, you know, to come to tuition. And that's where Austin comes into play. He gives Jason any support he needs. He makes sure what we envision is being laid on the ground. Um, But again, Zoo City is just huge with the design and the support they give us. Um, but, and I, I want to let Austin talk a little more a little more about Zoo City because and Griffith group because he's the one who deals directly with them. Um, I, I just you know I just know what they've done and who we brought in to help support. but Austin is the man on the ground with that so.
4: Yeah, Zoo, Zoo City and, and three gun have, have kind of become synonymous. It, it, we're super fortunate if you live in North Carolina to have Jason's local as your local match um, and get to shoot that every month. But I mean, those guys, to him and, and Griffin Group, and, and Jason's guys from Sioux City, are on the ground. I mean, months before the match, walking the grounds, you know, they're looking at where stages can go and how to set these things up, and, and putting a ton of time in so far in advance. Where we're still worried about like you know, just the logistics of the match and putting it on, they're already looking at stages getting stage set on the ground and getting targets put out everybody to shoot. But there's there's not enough good things you can say about jason and new city and, and griffin group and everything they do to support our match uh, from there
1: in. And, and, uh, i think we're kind of losing uh, austin some but I, I i and if you if you come back and jump in austin but uh alex uh i would like you to kind of speak to the match flow uh, of the stages And then I want you to speak to what makes a Griffin group ideal range to host the event, just because like you've seen matches throughout the entire country. I want you to kind of speak specific to this location based on your experiences of shooting all over the country. So let me see where do I'm going to start
0: with match flow, right? So um, there were, the, the 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 hardest part about having like steel at distance is there's it's really hard to predict how long it would take for a shooter to finish it off like let's be real you've seen you've seen me shoot distance my first season and you're probably thinking <laughs> oh, <laughs> this guy sucks you know, or something like that but um you weren't imagine, that bad oh uh, yeah uh, uh, freaking uh, uh I um I, I, there's still lots of shells somewhere and um, wherever all the matches I've I've blessed the soil with my shells at every uh, range but uh, like even with that going on like we were still flowing through we uh, the, uh, the 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 ROs and the match directors I like, came up with like really quick solutions like okay cool let's see let's see how uh you know how much daylight we can use but like at the it, in the end on the very last day of the match nobody was necessarily like we weren't chasing daylight. The the memorial the, the, the ceremony still happened timely. Everyone still got to shoot freaking their stages like but like it's um in in, in in it's that's a very difficult thing to do in uh, in three gun just because of like the, the number of factors you have to deal with. And I thought it was great. Like we, we got through, we shot all the stages, um still uh you know like had time to fist bump all the ROs at the end. You know, and obviously it all depends on frigging if people are there to reset, like, um, and, you know, sometimes when you have a, uh, you know, I think as if you're under 35 or under four, no, if you are under 45 and you got, uh, you know, some uh, old timers who, um, uh, you know, witnessed the uh, birth of the first red dot site, like, let's, you know, like l- common sense, let's, let's, let's hop in and help out. But yeah, match flowed well. Like we uh, we ended up at the match, just chilling, straight vibing. In the words of uh, my Gen Z teammates, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was a great time. Like, you know, it's not just, it's not just a match; it was an experience. You know, hell of so a time. Are, are you saying I'm still a young man, there, Alex? Uh, how old are you? Thirty nine. What's your MOS? 369 three sixty nine. You're at least sixty five
1: <laughs> right now. You're at least sixty five. I feel it. um this is this could be a round uh, table question for you eric pat austin um but what are the plans like what are the plans for next year you know um like same location uh same people supporting like what what's the vision for next year's match
3: so obviously that we're still trying to close up this year, but the vision for next year is always improved. Man, uh, we just put out our survey, um, and we take those very seriously, and that's how we're improving every year. Uh, how we're, our feedback's getting better and better, from the public because we take what the public says and we uh, critique it. Like one of the biggest things this year is the fog. Like I don't um, for the since you weren't there, the fog put us back like an hour the first day, which you know that trickles has that trickle effect. <laughs> You can't predict the fog, though. <laughs> Dude, it, it killed us with time, man. And then, uh, and then yeah. so we were we were an hour and a half behind schedule um, by the last day. And Austin, you with know, Austin and Jason in their motorhome, like at nine o'clock at night on Thursday, uh, Saturday, coming up with the timetable, and then me getting in there trying to adjust to what we needed to do. Um, we pushed everything an hour and a half, and luckily we ended exactly what they said. What time we said they said that we would end, we ended. Um, but I guess that's our biggest improvement for next year is figuring out the, the shooter to time to squad matrix ratio to see if we may need to cut some to see if we need to uh, stay later, but I'm going to let Austin because he's been, I don't keep directing it over to him, but he's been, he's the brainchild behind how we're going to improve that, so I'll let him go. He's, so he's back, I think.
4: Yeah, I'm back. Um, man, there's, there's so many factors that went into it, and, and the fact that we got done Sunday on time was Pretty incredible when uh, we gave a hard time of when we'd be done shooting, and it was like a minute prior with the last shot. So, uh, obviously, for next year, uh, if we can control weather, we'll learn how to do that in the next 365 <laughs> days. Um, we'll do everything we can to control fog. But uh, for, for what we had for, for Friday and Saturday for, for lagging behind and to make it up on Sunday, you know, it was, was really a testament to a, a lot, of, lot of brain power that everybody was running out of towards the end of the week and and shooters really moving to reset. But now every year just improve and and make the match bigger, better, and uh, grow on what we did this year.
1: No, that's awesome.
0: Um, I I, got to hop in real quick.
4: Yeah.
0: An hour and a half of fog? That's wild. Okay. So I had no idea that happened. If that was, if that
3: happened then the mash flow was fantastic. <laughs> holy shit. So, so there was, I think it was like a half hour to an hour of fog and then just trickled down because, you know, you're going to yeah. have, you're not going to be on time every time. So we have slow resetter squads that were slower than normal. So that's just all combined. And it just, yeah. Hour and a half. Snowball.
0: Yeah. Okay. Now that makes so much sense. Like, Holy crap. Oh dude, uh, I I used to think freaking shooting uh the distance stages first thing in the morning was a good thing. Yeah, I I, I um I no longer think that.
2: That's your only peek behind the curtain. Oh,
1: hey Pat, you know I wanna I want you to talk some more because I miss your voice and I miss your face and like we haven't seen each other at all you this know. year. <laughs> <laughs> I miss you, yeah, brother. Instagram messages.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I miss you too, Oh.
1: You, for those that don't know me and pat every single day are sending each other instagram messages and they're generally like some some crazy memes but uh i want you to kind of tie dad life
2: (laughs) yeah pretty much
1: (laughs) dad bod's coming in (laughs) but uh what's your plans for next year like
2: what what are you trying to bring to the table so basically, uh, this was the second year in the hot seat doing what I do. And uh, I hate to use the cliche uh, phrase, but just uh, building a better foxhole every year. Um, just a side note like how well we do, uh, what we do for the families. Uh, this year was phenomenal. We have a lot of volunteers um, that are actually former Gold Star honoree families from years prior. Um, This year, uh, Mike Simpson, for instance, uh, his son was honored in uh, 2020. Uh, He's been my helper this year and the year before last. And uh, uh, I had um, Jake Baker from last year, uh, Keegan Baker's dad from the stage one airplane stage. He was my assistant this year. So I had two assistants and just getting my time flow. Cause like I said, a lot of people don't see behind the curtain and it's just crazy. Cause I'm one stage one family Uh, a huge part of my responsibility because you talk about having a memorial and a match with uh, what I do. It's a match within a match and I do my absolute best not to run over because, yes, this is dedicated for the family. It said time block, but I have to keep everything professional, safe, and uh, prompt because I don't want to back up the rest of the match. And just it's getting better and better and improving. Uh, Sponsors are amazing. Just simple stuff like account gear accountability like i hate to say it i thought i escaped it when i retired but still a thing especially when i can't afford to replace some of the gear but um uh, mm-hmm. it's just small improvements like that and every year i'm just figuring out bigger and better ways uh to provide for these families a big improvement this year for instance open shotguns because as we all know the worst thing in three gun is tube loading and yes i'm still attack ops four, not a open baller yet hey so,
1: I got to say, I love my tack up stuff. I, you know, I want to go
2: as long as I can before I have to be an open shooter. Yeah, I don't want to have to worry about like muzzle velocity on your shells. That's just dumb. It's a shotgun. But uh, (laughs) yeah, this year I was able to, uh, this year I was able to get some uh, open shotguns for the Gold Star families. And it was amazing because um, like we had some VR-80s, so everybody shot the AR, same exact uh, controls, fire controls. And they were just burning it down with shotgun. And I was like, holy crap! Like stages that had aerials, people are just uh, crushing it. You know, aerial clays, and they're like, wow, I've never shot anything with a shotgun. And it's just doing stuff like this and maintaining continuity uh, is the biggest thing, and just integrating. And then uh, this year, you know, now that you know Alex knows about the backup. One of the great things is every opportunity, because you know the four four two format. Uh, you know, I have four families, four families, and two families. But uh, when the families are not shooting their loved one stage or have already shot it, I like to grab a uh, TJ. She puts out an all call message. We get all the ambassadors that are available, and we get all the Gold Star families that are available, and we usually pick a, a side stage that um, is very much three gun instead of just a one gun side stage and they get to compete and you talk about emotions like everybody's like oh it's a moral event like there's some uh inter rivalry that goes on and it gets a little dirty wow. and it's just awesome because yeah they they love shooting and uh yeah it's just awesome but i mean it's all in, it's all in good fun but i mean yeah they they get competitive and it's funny because some of these people it's their first time shooting one of the three guns if not all three guns so just improving and stuff like that and then um just further improving and uh, hopefully adding on to the shooting experience for them is one of our, is probably my biggest goal. Just trying to make it simpler, run smoother, and always having contingency. So the families and the competitors don't see any hiccups on the backside or any kind of obstacles. It's just a smooth professional match. And uh, one thing I wanted to capitalize on that we didn't really say much, but everybody's listening to the match and Eric's a huge proponent of it. Besides being a Memorial match, is the family aspect. Like, how many matches have you been to? Like, yes, every major match has a side stage for vendor, but, like, how many uh, matches have food trucks, a bouncy house for kids? Like, it's a full-blown family affair. And it's uh, I think it's – people have never been to the match. It's like, you know, there are a lot of a lot of married guys. It's like, oh, I got this. The wife won't let me go. I got the kids. It's like, no. I pro, near pro, you're signed the waiver. You're good to be on the range. It's just bringing everybody and anybody into the fold outside of just competitors. No, that's, that's awesome. Um, Yeah.
1: I wish I could have made it out this year. (laughs) Now you have no excuses. No. Oh, how's your tractor doing? (laughs) It's running. (laughs) It's about time. Uh, no, this year. So like the reason why I didn't go this year is like literally the day after Memorial three gun ended, I started a new job. So like literally in the office, like nine o'clock in the morning, you know, new job. And I've been on the job now for two weeks, you know, tomorrow I got a Luckily it's close to home. I'm going to a week long firearms instructor course because yeah, I guess I need another one of those in my life, but Hey, I'll be on the range at least two days this week. Uh, You know, I, I, I have talked to quite a few people over the past two weeks. Um, You know, Mike Sexton was one of them, Bob Osbeck, um, you know, just quite a few guys that were out there at Memorial and they were like, dude, we, we missed you. We wish we, you were out there, and it's just like, fuck. I, w- I wish I could have been
2: there. Just saying, the uh, matches annually Clemson Day weekend. So, on that resume, your availability date could have been pushed to the right a little bit. <laughs> yeah,
1: I know, but I had already committed. Uh, um, I guess yeah. to finish it all off, uh, you know, round table again. Is there is there anyone you guys would like to thank? And anyone, uh, anything you'd like to say to the listeners before we, uh, we, we sign off tonight and Eric, uh, we'll start with you. Yeah, man. Um, so
3: I kind of got some key things I want to hit on. So I want to thank AMU.
1: Um, they, they're in that ghost squad that Pat was
3: talking about. Um, they shoot their stage and then they coach the family. So as we all know, when we go to major match, we're focused on the match, right? These guys have to be focused on the match and then change mindset and be focused on the family. So I just want to thank them. But one of our goals is to get these shoot other branch shooting teams involved in that squad. So Alex, I need to talk to you about next year. Um, no pressure. No pressure. So nomination forms. Our nomination forms are open for 2023. Again, it has to be a soft background um, individual, um, and it has you have to have permission of the families to fill out that form. And this is all across all branches of the military, not just Army. We, we look at... Uh, uh, Marine Force Recon, uh, MARSOC, uh, Navy SEAL, like Air, Air Force JTAG, CCTs, all across um, the branches. So if you know anybody that's passed away, like please nominate them because you know we're trying to keep their memories alive. Um, going back to our three pillars, I can't thank Grey Goose, uh, Griffin Group, and Zoo City for everything they do continuously every year without them. There is no way this match would be growing at the pace it is now. And as professional it is, so thank you to those guys. Um, our staff and volunteers. We say it over and over again. Thank you is not enough. We try taking care of you guys as much as we physically can, while training, while staying true to our mission. So I hope everybody realizes that. If I could give you each a million dollars, I would. I can do. If I could give you the world, I would. But you know, we have to stay true to our mission, and I can't thank you guys enough. Varick um, uh, and Luke. I'm going to butcher their last name.
1: Beezy? Bye. B- B-
3: vice Yeah. a shooter, yes. the shooter, Luke's his dad. And Joy, I can't thank her enough, the mom. They they shot the match, but they came out a week prior and helped set up. And the day after, they stayed and cleaned up the entire day with us. And he was a competitor. And you know, his dad, they're raising that kid right because he made signs for the families each two. So he went above and beyond every year for these families. Um, and the match, so I can't thank them enough. Um, our Gold Star families that volunteered, specifically the Baker family. You mentioned them, Mac. They, they came back out and volunteered. Oh, wow. They again, they they, work, they were being workhorses, man. We were putting them to work. They were lifting stuff, putting stuff under the ground, and stayed after the match again and helped tear down. So can't thank them enough. Chris over at Blazon, he brought his uh, kids out to help witness what we're doing. He does it every year. He came out, witnessed what we're doing, State Monday to help tear down. Um, so again, can't thank those guys enough. Um, our board I say it over and over, and I really hope the listeners hear this we are all volunteer like everything that we do. We come out of pocket for a lot of stuff. Um, we don't get paid to do this, we take time about our schedule to do this. Um, and again, it's not about us, we're trying not making this about us, but I just want the, the public to know. Like we, we're we volunteers just as all the other people volunteering too. And I can't thank my board enough for the time they put aside and the selfless service they give to these families and this foundation. So Austin, Pat, you guys are on here. I say it over and over. I really hope you guys feel appreciated. Um, and I can't thank you guys enough for what you guys do year after year, man. Um, and lastly, our Gold Star families, man. Like we would, we would not be able to do this if they didn't give us the permission to honor their loved ones. Um, and and it's a leap of faith, and I say this to the families when we in that welcome brief, they have no idea what Three Gun is. Most of the time, they've never even heard of our foundation. And we ask them, um, you know, we we announce this, but we, we don't we can't afford to pay for their travels. So it's a leap of faith on their end to come out, put money, and pay to come travel to this event for the weekend. Um, yes, we donate at the end of the month at the end of the event uh, a donation check, which you know, graciously because of the competitors and the donors, we're able to give ten grand each. But still. Beforehand, though, it's a leap of faith. They don't know what they're getting into. Um, they don't know who we're about, what we're about. So I can't thank those family enough to put in the trust in us to allow us to do this every year. Um, but yeah, thank you to everybody for your support, continued support. We're trying to get better, we're doing what we can. But again, um, trying to give you a great match while at the same time honoring these uh, fallen special operations soldiers that the we well deserved respect they deserve. So thank you.
1: Before uh, Before I send it over to Pat, I just I wanted to make two mentions. Um, to one, all my Marine listeners, um, if you know anybody in Recon, Force Recon, Marsoc, and you know, to kind of go off of what Eric said, nominations are up for next year. Like I know from talking to these guys, like there's been a lack of uh, participation in nominations. I guess you could say from the Marine side. So you know, let's let's make that wrong or right and get some kind of support out to these families uh on marsoc and recon Force recon um for the gold star families and then i just want to make a special mention because i know chris donahue uh has been in the hospital over the past week um he he's a guy i i've known him for about two years now um he's a guy that goes out there you know he's a competitor he's a he he's and he's a guy who's given a very large part of his life to the memorial three gun foundation he wasn't hospitalized this week he is okay now but i just want to make a special mention of that and wish him well as he he continues his recovery um and pat if if it's it's on you now
2: yeah eric stole like 80 percent of my talking points but no, no just Uh, we we can't say it enough, thanks to everybody who supports this match and foundation in any capacity. Uh, Me personally, my biggest thanks uh, every year, the Gold Star families that, uh, as Eric says, take that leap of faith, and specifically with me to trust me to uh, hand you a loaded firearm and to be safe. And uh, it's amazing what we do with the match and the foundation and, you know, competed longer than I said, but three gun only honestly the last three years and um just watching this foundation grow and do what we do and it's amazing and for me it's legitimately it adds to my passion and it legitimately has given me a, uh, another purpose in life you know post-military career that's so all i knew prior to retirement but uh i just want to thank literally anybody and everybody um as with most or uh, any other organization you know there are plenty of people mentioned that don't want to be mentioned silent uh, donors are awesome just Thanks to everyone uh, who participates, and uh, thank you for having us on here.
1: Oh, absolutely, it's our pleasure. Austin,
4: I've got nobody left to thank now
1: after both of them. Um,
4: You're welcome. The, you know the, <laughs> yeah, the the match doesn't happen without uh, Gold Star families trusting us to memorialize their loved ones, so we, we've got to thank them. And and then the match also doesn't happen without a, a massive group of, of sponsors and volunteers that get out and and work their butts off the week prior, the months prior, and, uh, and helped get this thing going. So thanks to everybody. Huge thanks to, you know, Griffith group in zoo city and gray ghost. Uh, like we said before, and, uh, you know, anybody that's out on the range driving stakes and putting up banners and, and hanging targets, man, it, uh, the match doesn't happen
1: without them. Alex. Hey, I'm going to thank you guys like Memorial three gun, like,
0: um, we, we already discussed like, you know, the gold the stuff you guys do for the gold star families is just like next level. The, uh, this year, that lady who, um, did that poem, like, I'll be honest, freaking I was standing off to the side, freaking felt like I got freaking like uh, a saber stabbed right through me, man. I was just like, shit. And yeah, like if I could get a copy of that, I'd be wild. Um, but I think, you know, on top of that, I think, one thing i don't think we even discussed is like for the active duty guys just like standing around it's grounding like before each stage you're you know like you get the stage brief but you also go through like uh like um the uh the the service member who is uh, you know who the stage is dedicated to it's grounding it's like you sit there and everything is like silent like everything inside and outside is like silent you're just sitting
1: there like whoa you know i mean And even like another part that's really grounding is like you guys have the banner set up with the families and like every single person in that match signs that banner. And I think that's, I don't think we talked about that, but like every single person signs that banner that participated in that match. And like, you know, as a service team, you know, me looking, you know, memorializing the previous events I've been to, Signing, you know, signing that banner as the Marine Corps shooting team, as a representative of the Marine Corps shooting team. And I know the AMU is the same way. It's like it's almost a badge of honor, like that you get to you get to be a special part of somebody's life. And it's a memory that they'll always have.
2: I I definitely second that. Eric hasn't killed me yet. Uh, Try not to start too big of fires. But yeah, um, next year we'll have an easel, so I don't have to hold up the banners the whole time. But yeah, it's a huge thing, uh, Matt. Like good, thanks for bringing that up. Uh, it's it's huge. You know, we present the family plaque for their loved one. But yeah, we roll up that banner and hand it to the families, and then they reflect on it. And we, I, I still maintain contact with some of the families that are still interested in shooting further. And they just, you know, once in a blue moon, they'll send they'll send me a you know picture message with their little memorial section in their living quarters. And it's like, I'll never forget this and what you guys have done for me. What can I do to help out?
1: And, uh, you know, before we sign off here, I'm good, you know, I'll be honest with everybody. Everybody's seen me with this cup here. And if you're on YouTube, yeah, you've seen me. Uh, I'm about three or four bourbons in today. Um, But uh, I do want to give a special shout out to Zoo City Armory you know, and, and Griffin group like Sherb and Jason and, and Chris Brower, like those guys really nail a lot of that stuff out of the park um, to create creativity out of them. And they have done a lot to support me and like, and support uh, these events. And it's, they're just world-class people and world-class organizations that take care of everybody. They, they, like the selflessness, I guess you can say, it kind of represents everything that we learn in the service. So I wanted to thank them personally. And I really wish I could have been out there with you guys because it sounds like it was just another one of those special events uh, like it has been in previous years. And I, I wanna thank you guys for coming on here. Thanks brother.
3: Appreciate it, man. Uh, thank you for having us on brother. Hey Frank, you yeah, got anything?
5: Nothing else for me. I thought this was a great episode and glad we uh, managed to make it work.
1: Yeah, I think this is the most we've had on. So like having to like coordinate everybody at the same time, it's been kind of crazy. But thanks again. Um, I appreciate all of you guys coming out here and ex- talking about the event. And, you know, it's kind of all of our mission to spread the message. But I think this is a great way that we can spread that message. So listeners, I hope you really enjoy this. Uh, If you have any questions about the event, um, I'll have contact information for the Memorial Three Gun uh, um, Foundation through Instagram, Facebook, hit me up, uh, hit the 3GIQ Instagram or Facebook page up. We regularly monitor our messages and all that so if you have any information if you want to make donations if you want to support in any way just let us know and uh, we'll, we'll put you toward the right people thanks and have a great one